Disclaimer. Lore exists to help inspire creativity and story. It should not be used to lord over anyone at your game table, whether that be a dungeon master or player. Be flexible and willing to modify what exists to accommodate the story the table wishes to tell. In the Forgotten Realms, there exists a variety of pantheons the various races and cultures venerate. In this podcast, I hope I can provide an overview of the different pantheons and provide a better understanding for players and dungeon masters alike. I am Benjamin Dignan, aka DM Diggy, and welcome to Religion in the Realms. To start the podcast, I want to hopefully answer what seems to be a simple question, but can have varying answers. Now, depending on the setting, a deity can be a very different thing. In the Forgotten Realms, however, a deity is a powerful entity that controls and surveys certain aspects of mortal lives. These different aspects altogether are known as a deity's portfolio. Now, in past editions of Dungeons & Dragons, there was a ranking structure for the different deities of the Forgotten Realms. In 3rd edition, for example, there was five levels of deities that existed. Now, as per the 3rd edition rule set, the rank of a given deity would be based upon the number of worshippers they had. At the bottom of the ranking structure of deities in the Forgotten Realms are both hero deities and quasi-deities. Now, quasi-deities are those deities that have both a deific and mortal parentage. That being, they have a parent who is immortal and another parent who is a deity. As a result, they have an immortal lifespan, but they can still be killed and slain outright. Um, That topic of death for deities we will discuss later. But they have a few worshippers, if any, and cannot grant divine powers to any of their followers. Hero deities occupy the same kind of power structure as quasi-deities. They are typically mortals who have been raised up to a state of immortality by a patron deity. Much like quasi-deities, hero deities may have followers, but they are unable to grant divine powers to their followers. Above hero deities and quasi-deities are demigods. Demigods have a few hundred to a few thousand worshippers and can grant divine powers to their worshippers. Therefore, they can have clerics. They have some control over a given portfolio and control a small realm, usually out in the outer plains. Lesser deities have a few to tens of thousands of worshippers and control a larger realm than demigods. Intermediate deities have hundreds of thousands of worshippers. Greater deities have millions of worshippers and have definitive control over a portfolio. They are the most powerful deities in the different pantheons of the Forgotten Realms. At the top of the ranking structure is the over-deities. They remain unknown to most mortals and have little to no worshippers at all. Overdeities govern all the pantheons of a given reality and establish who may be in fact a deity. 
The singular over-deity for the Forgotten Realms is Eo. Much like the peoples of Faerun, the deities of the Forgotten Realms have varying dispositions and personalities. They fall into their own respective alignments. Some deities have come from other planes and worlds to establish a permanent standing in the pantheons of the Forgotten Realms. Likewise, some Forgotten Realms deities have found standing in other planes. It is said that killing a deity's aspect in one world will not kill a deity's aspect in another. Most deities are categorized into a group with other deities. This grouping of deities is known as a pantheon. The pantheons of the Forgotten Realms are based on worship usually by race or by geographic location. The potential for conflict can emerge, however, when a given deity's portfolio begins encroaching on another deity's in a given pantheon. If this challenging deity is seen as a threat, the established deity's followers might engage in open warfare in an attempt to push the challenger out. Other more peaceful means may be to engage in friendly competitions between the two followings to establish superiority and bragging rights between the two deities and their followers. Deities can share the same portfolios so long as they exist in different pantheons. Or if a demigod who shares the same portfolio remains below a greater deity in power in the same pantheon. Deities can be slain, which has been demonstrated through various events in the Forgotten Realms. Other deities withdraw or go into a dormant state. At this point, those worshippers with divine powers might not be able to cast their spells or give their blessings. Often, a dead or dormant deity is not gone for long in the pantheons of the Forgotten Realms. Several deities who were formerly gone from Faerun have returned over the years. Most recently, many returned after the events of the Second Sundering. Cults of dead deities are not unheard of. Some dormant power may grant cult members divine abilities, but some dead deities are incapable of providing power at all. On the continent of Faerun, the Faerunian pantheon and the other racial pantheons are worshipped throughout the different regions, but in some realms exist exceptions. One such exception is Maholrand, where they worship their own specific pantheon that receives little to no worship elsewhere. During everyday life in the realms, your typical person will call upon different gods to help them in varying situations. Some vocations have their own patron deities that differ from pantheon to pantheon. Foremost, they find an individual deity who resonates with them and carries simple charms or pins of that deity. If an individual does not establish a patron deity for themselves during their life, their souls are left to fill the wall of the faithless in Kelimvor's realm. Or the souls are abandoned to the whims of the demons of the abyss or to the devils of the nine hells. The worshipper-deity relationship is based upon reciprocity. A worshipper gives praise and offerings and expects that a deity will bless them or look out for them. Prayer and offerings are given in the most private of personal shrines or in the grandest of celebrations. It is not uncommon for people to provide offerings and prayers to evil deities in an attempt to appease them, to turn the evil god's attention away from them and their loved ones. Some folks 
personify their deities, attributing personality quirks to them and depicting them as humanoids in works of art. Others believe that deities exist beyond the capacity of mortal comprehension. Depending on the region, city, etc., the worship of a given deity may be outright forbidden and banned. Fines or other worse punishments may be given out to those who are found to be engaging in such worship. The structure of a religion set up in worship to a deity tends to differ upon the alignment of the deity. Lawful aligned clergy have a strict hierarchy and structure that they subscribe to and abide by. Chaotic aligned clergy are open and aloof in their structure, showing differing practices in worship from region to region. Infighting is a rare occurrence. But differing opinions on how best to worship a given deity can grow from minor debates to divisive wars that tear apart worshippers who split off into opposing sects. Overlooking all the pantheons of the Forgotten Realms is Ao, who is known as the Overgod. Ao is only known by knowledgeable sages because he chooses to remain out of the power struggles of both mortals and deities. Mortals first learned of his existence during the period in the Forgotten Realms known as the Time of Troubles. Ao oversees who has risen to godhood in the Forgotten Realms and may grant deities from other worlds permission to inhabit a place in the various pantheons of the Forgotten Realms. Just as he can raise someone up from being a mortal to godhood, Ao can subsequently demote deities in their power or outright destroy them. Ao takes a supervisory role over the deities. He will not intervene if the various deities look over their given portfolios without extending out into others, in an attempt to grab power selfishly. During the events of the Spell Plague and Times of Trouble, avatars of the various deities walked openly and directly influenced the lives of mortals in the Forgotten Realms. Ao's control over the pantheons was in flux. He was angered by the recent actions of certain deities and destroyed the Tablets of Fate. A large number of deities disappeared, were killed, or were destroyed during this era. The Tablets of Fate are simple two feet tall clay tablets. Upon them, Ao chisels out the names of the existing deities of the Forgotten Realms along with their associated portfolios. The tablets lay out the pantheons in the realms, and govern the power dynamics of the deities. Eventually, Ao felt the deities had suffered enough, and their punishment was complete. The second sundering started when Ao reformed the Tablets of Fate once more. During the decade of the 1480s Dale Reckoning, there were many calamities and wars. The deities, unsure of the fallout from the reforming of the Tablets of Fate, granted a significant amount of power to particular individuals they called their chosen. At the tail end of the 1480s, the wars began to subside and things reverted to a sense of normalcy. The Second Sundering was over. Following the events of the Second Sundering, deities have adopted a more passive stance, showing their influence through subtle gestures and signs. Missing, dead, and dormant deities suddenly reemerge to take over their old portfolios and positions in certain pantheons. From here, we will now take a look at the different pantheons on the continent of Faerun. The Faerunian Pantheon 
The Faerunian pantheon is composed of nearly 50 deities from earlier pantheons established by human cultures throughout the continent. These deities differ greatly in power level and alignment. Deities in this pantheon exist in all of the nine traditional alignments. It is the most prominent pantheon in all of Faerun, given the prevalence of human empires, nation, and kingdoms across the continent. While the Faerunian pantheon remains the most venerated pantheon on the continent, there exist separate pantheons on the other continents, such as Mastika and Karatur, on the world of Toril. Even still, many of the other non-human races of Faerun all have their own associated pantheons. In the cosmopolitan areas of Faerun, it is common to see shrines and temples dedicated to deities from all areas and cultures around the world. With cultural exchange, non-human and foreign peoples can adopt a member of the Faerunian pantheon as their patron deity. Likewise, the humans of Faerun can do the same. Those races of split parentage, like half-orcs and half-elves, are split in which pantheons they subscribe to in their daily worship. The Elven Pantheon The Elven Pantheon is also given the Elven name of the Seldarine. The word Seldarine translated into common means the Fellowship of Brothers and Sisters of the Wood. Collectively, the members of this pantheon dwell in the realm of Arvindor on the outer plane of Arborea. All the deities of the Seldarine have a chaotic alignment, though they differ in chaotic good or chaotic neutral alignment. Corlon Lorethian is leader of the Seldarine. The Drow or Dark Elf Pantheon The Drow Pantheon is called the Dark Seldarine. Most of the Pantheon contains evil elven deities who are worshipped primarily by the Drow in the Underdark. The exception in the Pantheon is Illustrae, who works to mend relationships between the Drow and all other folk. Lolth is by far the most prominent member of this Pantheon. Some would consider Lolth to be the leader of the Pantheon, while others do not follow her rule. The Dark Seldarine were separated from the Sildarine long ago when Lolth and her accomplices tried to usurp the power of Corallon Lorethian. The Dwarven Pantheon The deity Morden leads the Dwarven Pantheon. The deities in this pantheon are known collectively in Dwarven as the Morden Saman. Morden Saman translates into common as either Shield Brothers or High Dwarves. Morden holds large significance in Dwarven culture and history as he is regarded as the creator of the Dwarven people. Most of the members of the pantheon are good aligned deities, save a couple neutral and evil deities. The Dwergar call two amongst the Morden Saman their own, Deep Dwera and Ladugwer. The Halfling Pantheon The Halfling Pantheon is known collectively as Yondala's children. Yondala is recognized to be the chief deity of the Halfling Pantheon. The deities of this pantheon vary between neutral, lawful neutral, and lawful good alignment. 
It is a pantheon that is not well known save amongst the small clergy and places of worship that exist in halfling communities. The Gnomish Pantheon The Gnomish Pantheon is composed of seven deities known as the Lords of the Golden Hills, plus two others. Gond of the Faerunian Pantheon has been accepted as a member of the Gnomish Pantheon, though he goes under the title of Nebulin. Erglin, the only evil deity of this pantheon, is represented by a blind white mole. It is said that there are female gnome deities, though some say they have been lost to time or exist somewhere else just waiting to be found once more. The Orcish Pantheon The Orcish Pantheon is collectively known as the Tribe of He Who Watches. Grumsh One-Eye is recognized as the leader of this pantheon, though he is simply known by most just to be Grumsh. Grumsh has a long hatred for Corallon Lorethian of the Seldarine. Long ago, Corallon cut out the eye of Grumsh in combat. Worship of the Orcish pantheon by the orcs is done out of fear instead of reverence and praise. Violence and hatred are the sole sources of fulfillment for this entirely evil pantheon. Orcs, in response, look continually for chances to appease their gods by engaging in combat. A large amount of superstition is found in orc culture, and orc shamans constantly try and interpret what they see to be omens from their gods in their daily lives. The Giant Pantheon Pantheon of the Giants is made up of the six sons of Anam, the Allfather, their mother, and two other female deities separate from this family. After the kingdom of the Giants, known as Astoria, fell long ago to dragons, Anam abandoned both his children and the Giants. In turn, the Giants turned to the other deities in the Pantheon for guidance, abandoning Anam just as he abandoned them. Each of the sons of Anam stand as a patron deity to the six most powerful giant kin that exist in the Ordning. The Goblinoid Pantheon Long ago, Magubliet struck down the power structures that divinely ruled over the three separate pantheons of the goblins, bugbears, and hog goblins. Magubliet now exists at the head of the Goblinoid Pantheon, with a few subservient deities beneath him. Each of the goblins, bugbears, and hog goblins have a couple deities specific to their race. Though Magubliet is expected to receive the most praise and offerings at all times. Yanti Pantheon Yanti Pantheon is composed of true deities, primordial beings that are strong as deities, and strange beings that some question the true origin of. Three members of the Pantheon are prominent in the worship of the Yanti. They are Dandar, Mershaluk, and Seth. Beneath these three exist more than a dozen lesser gods who vary in their roles. The Draconic Pantheon Two of the better-known draconic deities of the Forgotten Realms are Tiamat and Bahamut, and they are just two of 16 deities that make up the draconic pantheon. 
Tiamat is the chief deity of the chromatic dragons of Faerun, while Bahamut exists as the chief deity of metallic dragons. This pantheon counts dragons among their worshippers, though half-dragons, kobolds, troglodytes, dragonborn, and other humanoid races worship members of this pantheon in their own ways. The Mohorandi Pantheon The Mohorandi Pantheon exists outside of the Faerunian Pantheon, which is worshipped by the vast majority of human Faerunians. The common folk of the Mohorandi refer to their deities as god-kings or pharaohs. After the second sundering, the Mohorandi deities returned to lead the Mohorandi in open rebellion against their Imiskari overlords. These deities are classified as demigods, and they exist on the prime material, ruling over their people. For now, a truce exists between the varying deities with differing alignments, with the common goal shared to return the Mohorandi to prominence once again. The Mohorandi pantheon borrows heavily from the polytheistic religion of ancient Egypt, to the point of sharing exact names and characteristics with some ancient Egyptian deities. Miscellaneous Other Deities Kobolds hold one deity in worship, Kurtulmak. A vassal of Tiamat, he was tricked and imprisoned by Garl Glittergold, chief deity of the Gnomish Pantheon. Since then, kobolds have a strong hatred for pranksters and gnomes. Mind flayers, or illithids, do not venerate deities exactly, but rather two states slash ideals. Monzororian is a state of complete comprehension of knowledge. Ilsensine represents a psionic state between oneself and all of the universe's knowledge. Given Ilsensine's greater ideal, some scholars think greater worship or prominence is attributed to Ilsensine by the Mind Flayers. Tabaxi venerate a singular deity known as the Cat Lord. The Cat Lord is a wanderer who operates in the Prime Material, helping in the affairs of the Tabaxi when it is needed. Blipdulpulp is the crayfish-headed deity of the Kuotoan. Sahugan worship the shark deity known as Sakola. Because of this relationship with Sakola, Sahugan raise and train sharks as beasts of war in combat. I hope this quick overview has shown just how much diversity exists amongst the various pantheons of the Forgotten Realms. In upcoming weeks, we will take individual deities and explore their clergy, faith, and characteristics. Thank you for listening to Religion in the Realms. If you're interested in keeping up with the release of future episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and follow the podcast Twitter account at, at Realms Religion. If you wish to get in touch with me, my personal Twitter is at Shiv's Embrace. That is S-H-I-V-S-E-M-B-R-A-C-E. Next episode, our first subject will be Illustrae, the singular good-aligned deity of the Dark Seldarine who works to restore the reputation of the drow. May Timora look kindly upon your dice rolls, Helm protect you, and Lathander light your path.
Music for this episode. Ascending the Veil by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0.